0: Always think people first, technology second, but there's so much that technology can do to help us all have more flexibility in our lives in this new world of hybrid work. We're all looking for more flexibility in when and where we do work and asynchronous communication really aids in that so that we ensure the information is still flowing to where it needs to in our organizations.
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of The Visual Lounge, where we talk about using images and videos in the workplace. Today we're going to be talking about experimentation and an experiment that TechSmith ran all around meetings. And I I know what you're saying, you're saying, meetings, I go to enough meetings. And that's the point. We actually tried to cut out for a whole month as many of the meetings as we could and actually communicate asynchronously. But to help us talk about this and have this conversation we've introduced. Uh, Amy Cassiotti, the HR of Human Resources at TechSmith. So let me go ahead and introduce Amy and we'll get started into our conversation. Amy is focused on being an advocate for both the company and its employees to ensure TechSmith and its staff have the skills needed to continue to move the company and employee engagement forward. She's also a customer advocate, ensuring TechSmith does right by both their employees and customers. Amy has also held roles across the company since joining TechSmith in 1995. Amy Cassietti, welcome to the Visual Lounge. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Amy, I actually have a very clear memory uh, a long, long time ago of coming in for my job interview and sitting across from you and hearing <laughs> all the great things about TechSmith. And it was, I was blown away at that time. And I'm so grateful that you're here with me today.
0: Well, it's fun that we're still working together here all these years later.
1: I I know. it's. I tell people how long I've been at TechSmith and they, they look at me like, really? How are you that old? And same would be said for you too. So, so Amy, we're gonna we're gonna dive into our first couple of questions here before we get into the meat of our conversation. So, you've been a techsmith a long time. You've been around video a long time, images, working with that. So, what would you say was maybe the first time? Tell us a little bit about the first time that you were able to either like replace a meeting or do something in video versus having to do it in person, like face to face.
0: Oh, that's you're taking me way back. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, um, it was probably after Camtasia came out, would have been the first time that I actually used video instead of doing a meeting. And I'm pretty sure it was I had an idea I was trying to convey to several people. But we all, we were a smaller company and all had a lot to do. And I made a quick video just to explain what I was thinking about and share it with others to try to keep the conversation Moving forward, instead of waiting several weeks to get to a point where maybe we could implement my idea.
1: Yeah, that's that's crazy because I I think about the challenges that people have even nowadays. But to do that, I mean, I don't think people realize Camtasia. We're talking 1999, 2000, uh, probably a lot different kind of scenario and level of difficulty to do that than it is today.
0: Especially with video and Snagit now, for sure. <laughs> right. Su-
1: super easy, right? Just click re- Get your area, send it off. You're done, pretty much. So, right. Yep. Well, Amy. So, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about asynchronous communication or this idea that you don't have to be in in person, kind of face to face, whether that's Zoom or in a meeting room. Um, so, for you, you're obviously in a role that ha- you're you're extremely busy. You've got lots of things that you're responsible for, lots of things that you're doing, lots of meetings. And just as as, as a vice president, I'm sure that increases the meetings by about at least tenfold. <laughs> so, what makes for good asynchronous communication? Like if you had to put some parameters on it to say like, hey, this is when it actually works, what what would you tell people?
0: Yeah, I'd say if it's a one-way information share or, you know, you're just putting something out there to get feedback on that is not time sensitive. Those are great times to use asynchronous um, or you're having a problem with something that's a very visual thing where words, you know, trying to write an email, it's going to be a, forever long email that somebody's having to read through and they still might not understand what you're saying um that's really to me where this asynchronous visual communication really shine
1: yeah I know uh, I tend to be verbose in my writing just I, I, <laughs> lots of words right and I, I I feel that that sometimes it's like I could just I could have just said that it would have taken me so much less time and I also I don't know Amy do you find and I would imagine because your hr right people maybe tend to have certain feelings about hr and maybe change a little bit of behavior do you find that uh it helps maybe smooth out some of the people like i'm worried about saying something that i shouldn't say or do and that just like if i'm just talking to you like we have a great time talking but maybe i don't have to couch my words as carefully
0: but you know when especially with video but even just audio itself too you can hear the tone of someone's voice and what they're trying to convey as opposed to just reading words on a page, which can be interpreted many different ways when you don't have all of the other context around. And, you know, video, you get a lot of the body, um, what, body language as well, and it just helps give you more information to understand what the person is trying to convey than words alone can do.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. Right. So they can see it. If you're on camera, they can hear it in your voice. Are they excited? Are they is there something confusing? Yeah, it's amazing what we can convey just in that little bit that is lost in perhaps a paragraph of of text. You'd have to maybe spell it more. Yeah. Well, one one more question here before we uh, talk a little bit more about this particular experiment that we did and how TechSmith is an experimental company. Um. You know, you've been around this for a long time. I know you've worked in customer service. I've heard lots of stories over the years of uh, things that you've been able to do at TechSmith. So what's one tip that you could give the audience to improve their use of video or images in the workplace? And, and Amy, as especially maybe to our, our, those who are in maybe senior leadership or, or leadership positions in their organization, they're not trying to be you know designers or, or video creators, but they're just trying to do this on a day-to-day basis. What advice would you give to somebody?
0: I think my biggest advice, especially for those of us that aren't doing video as like the main part of what we do every single day is it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be good enough. When you're having a conversation with someone, you're not worried about all your ums, ifs, uhs. You're just trying to share with them what information you're trying to convey and look at video the same
1: way. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I just, uh, speaking of uh, I just said uh. Uh, I, I just read something and I can't remember if it was Adam Grant or someone else and Adam Grant's, you know, a, a well-known speaker. But one of the things that was really interesting, they said about us and ums and filler words. Now we have a vendetta against filler words. I think we try to get rid of them as much as we can, but filler words are a great way to indicate, like, a, to give that pause, that breathing room to an idea or to emphasize. And it was like, it's like, Oh, I feel so good about that. You know, <laughs> it, it was really, it was a really great idea. And so. I love that, right? Because when we're talking, I'm not counting the ums that you say, Amy, or the uhs. It's just you're just part of speech, right? And you're just listening along, And but video, we seem to think, oh gosh, why is that there? So, so I love that. Well, let's take a quick second here, Amy. I want to uh, talk about, just real quick, for anyone out there who is listening to this episode, we got some really great things we're going to be talking about. Now, there is a downloadable PDF that you can go out and grab. We'll put the link in the description that you can go grab it, but Just so you know, we're going to be talking about the async first white paper, uh, the experiment that TechSmith has run. So we're going to refer to that a bunch. So if you want to go get it, get the link in the description of the podcast, of the video and all the places, because we want you to have that great information. So, Amy, Mm -hmm. perhaps you could set us up a little bit here. What was the experiment that TechSmith ran at a high level?
0: So at a high level, we took an entire month of July and decided to try to see what we could do without meetings. So we called it Async First July. And so we asked all employees to really take a look and ask themselves, do I need to have a meeting? Or is this something that I can do asynchronously? And the caveat behind all of this is really in this new world of hybrid that we're all trying to figure out and figure out what this new norm of work is, is how can we offer up more flexibility to our staff but ensure that the communication is still flowing through the organization and gets to the place it needs to be when it needs to be there.
1: So so I love that, right? We we we've got we got to have communication, can't get rid of it. Um so leading, I'm curious, let's let's maybe go behind the scenes and I wasn't part of those conversations when this was getting planned. Was was there something that was identified as like what uh, like problems that this potentially would solve? Obviously there's the flexibility any Anything else that came out in that conversation that was like, gosh, if we could help our staff X, Y, or Z that made it this maybe like a, because I know we talk a lot about experience. We talk about trying different things, but this one, I mean, a whole month, that's a pretty big commitment.
0: I mean, we were getting a lot of feedback from staff that they were in a lot of meetings and were missing out on heads down time. And so this was really an idea to figure out how can we address that? And you were like, we're all in the habit of just quickly putting a meeting together and not thinking twice about it. And so it was really, we need to pick a period of times where we're really going to force people to change their habits. That's not an easy thing to do. I mean, I think a lot of the studies out there say at least 21 days to try to get a new habit habit established. So this was really trying to make sure we took a significant amount of time to really pressure test where can we use asynchronous communication? What really works well for that? And when do we need a meeting? When is that the better thing to do? And just, again, to make sure we have fewer, better meetings.
1: Yeah, I, I love that thinking about around the habit, right? Thinking about how do we change behavior, not just have this this experience. And it, it's a good experience, but like, like we if, if there, there's a problem, can we set something forward to help maybe move this forward? So I've got to imagine... Uh, you know, this is a risk to do something like this because if communication is breaking down, projects don't move forward. We've got important deadlines. We've got projects that we want to move forward. The the health of the company lays at stake when you do something. So I'm curious, what were some of the initial hesitations, maybe pushback, whether that's from other leadership or maybe from staff? To like, because, because, and and I'm speaking as if I wasn't there. I was there. And I know some of these, but I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, what you heard and what what were the things that were maybe like, gosh, this this initially sounds good, but ugh, hesitant.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest pushback was from staff themselves. Change is hard. Change is difficult. And I think when we first started, we said no meetings and realized that was not the right thing to say because that was not what we were meaning. You know, we care about employee well-being. And if at the end of the day, somebody really felt like they needed to have a meeting, we wanted them to still be able to have a meeting. So it was really flipping it to that async first of we really want you to put some time and think about whether you need to have a meeting before you have a meeting.
1: So so with that, I mean, I'm curious because, I, you know, I, I loved the experiment. I thought it was really interesting to see what happened inside of TechSmith and kind of connection points. And I, And I definitely had some meetings during that month. It wasn't like it completely dropped off um but i as you think about what happened what would you say were were some of the kind of take big takeaways that techsmith learned from being able to do that kind of guideline of async first you know meeting if you need to but try not to
0: i think some of our biggest takeaways is we were having even more meetings than we thought we were having so <laughs> that was a surprise to us and i think we we really started looking at what things do need to be a meeting. Like if you're having a contentious discussion around something or you're collaborating and brainstorming, those are probably really great things to do together, whether it be in person or on a Zoom meeting, that those are really great things. But when it's just a one-way communication or you're having a meeting to talk about something, but people actually need time to think about that idea, maybe you send a video first, give them some time to think about it so then you can have the discussion in the meeting instead of half the meeting is just someone conveying this information. And then the other half, half the room does not feel like they can contribute because they need a little bit of time to think. You know, we're all very different in how we think, how we process information. And I think really thinking about flipping those meetings into doing some of that information share before the meeting allows everyone to participate in the meeting and not just those that can think quickly on their feet.
1: Well, I, I love that because I've often sat in meetings feeling like I I just need some time to think like i i got a noodle on it right i can't like make a decision right there or maybe i don't even understand everything that's presented to me so that, to me that feels like a very human approach a very human friendly approach if you will so so thinking about that i i can imagine there's a lot of companies who are like that's not the way we work though so so why is that important to techsmith like let's let's i you know techsmith is a great employer it's been around for 35 years employed lots of people It could go it could, in a lot of different ways. So why is that important to a company like us?
0: I mean, we really put our people first. And so we want to ensure that they have what they need to do their jobs, but that their well-being is kind of being considered, too. And that well-being means that their purpose in their job as well. And so you're stuck in meetings all day, but you have other work you need to do. We might not be getting what we need for our customers, but also that employee might not be feeling fulfilled in the role every day either. And so I think some of this experiment is from that standpoint of just trying to think about our people. But then also we are a visual communication company. So we need to make sure that we know the best ways to help our customers in using our products and where they can be the most efficient and effective, but also show that they're human. Because I think that's the one thing we miss a lot in text communication is it doesn't show us as people who are delivering the message. And instead, it can just seem like some robot out there that's sending you the message.
1: Yeah, that co- again, coming back maybe to send that context, right? Like the, we talked about the the body, the voice, the tone, but also that, uh, that feelings, right? Humans have feelings and that video hopefully conveys some of those feelings like, oh, this is the space they're coming from They're They're saying that because they want us to be better or, or I want this to happen in a, and it's a holistic way versus uh, maybe the way of like, they, like they just give me an order to do something like, well, I'm not, and that's not how we, I think we want to be seen either. So I, I'm curious from a practical standpoint, Amy, as, as you went through this month and uh, you know, again, I called out earlier that, you know, I think you probably have t- a lot more meetings on your calendar than I do. I've seen your, I've seen your calendar. I've tried to schedule this. And it's like block after block after block after block. From a practical standpoint, if, if someone's out there saying like, okay, this is interesting. If I were to try doing this, maybe on the full scale or maybe just part of it, how would you recommend someone start looking at maybe having more async meetings? Because it, I think, like you mentioned, we are a visual communication company. We live in this space. We breathe this all the time. We're always thinking about this. But if you're not in this space, this might seem like really hard to do. So- How would you help someone maybe get started with this if they're thinking like, I could do that with my team?
0: I think the biggest thing is just to think, what am I trying to convey with this meeting when you're thinking about having a meeting? And if it's just truly a one-way information share, maybe you start that off with doing a video and give them a deadline of when you want them to consume that video by. But then they can do it when it works into their schedule instead of like you said, trying to schedule something with 10 different people that might have a lot of meetings. So it might be three weeks from now before you can have a meeting where you need them to have that information. And maybe you are asking for some feedback that they can send to you in an email or you just have a quick 15 minute like meeting instead to discuss the feedback from that instead of an hour and a half meeting, just so you can get, share that information out with 10 other people.
1: Yeah, it's like a lot of that priming, right? Let me prime you with this information, then we'll meet. We make the decision. We use that time productively. I will say that I'm a fan. Uh my boss, uh Sherry Powers, vice president of marketing. She is so good at at using video to send out like these this information, right? She'll make a 10-minute video, five-minute video. I got one that's a lot it's a little bit longer, but she's always good about saying, watch this at time and a half speed, right? It's information I need in the moment, but we're not going to meet, have time to meet about it like this week. So let's prime it. And I, and I do appreciate, really appreciate that because I feel like as an employee that keeps me in the loop, I know what's going on. I know what to expect that when we do meet, you know, so I, so I, I love that. And I love your advice said, you know, just keep keeping it uh, focused and sharing out and thinking about the the people on the other side of that. So I want to I want to dive into a little bit of the report, Amy, and I know we don't expect you to be an expert at knowing all the data in here. Well, I again recommend everyone go download it to get the data. But I'm I'm curious. I've got down here as a note that um there's a few takeaways, and one of those was that uh that you know the biggest challenges that like things big challenges can't be faced alone. And what was it that you think TechSmith took away from this in terms of? dealing with some of these challenges? Because I, I imagine given the state of the world, there are things that do require meetings, do require conversations, do require dialogue. Um, but so if that's the case, you know, what, what should we be doing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that kind of one of the things out of that was people first, technology second. So not leading with the technology, but thinking about all the people that go into making a change like this and what they need to hear, what support they need in the process. And when we did this experiment, you know, we were coming out of a very different world where our staff had been remote for two years and not been together. And well-being was something that we were worried about. So again, thinking about how you can still check in, make sure people are doing okay, but go to more of this asynchronous world.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about the well-being a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure some of this is anecdotal. I don't know that we research for the well-being, but from your impressions and you talk to a lot of staff, you you've been able to see the the research. What would you say happened to well-being to our staff as as we did took this month to to, I guess, perform in that way, to act in that way? Do you think it had an impact? I do actually think it had an impact.
0: And we were worried it could have a negative impact, but I don't think it did. 85% of our staff came back. And after that month, after being very upset, we first said like, hey, we want to try this and then doing a lot of training and support with them to get them comfortable. At the end, 85% of them said that they had meetings that they were thinking about replacing with async communication that they not thought about before this month. And it freed up a lot of time for them to actually have time in their day, to have heads down, whether it be think time or to just hammer out some projects. It gave them time back in their week and allowed them to feel less stressed because they had all of these priorities on their plate here at work, not including the things going on at home. And I really think that that was a surprise for us, seeing that so many were very positive after that month-long experiment.
1: Yeah, I, de- I definitely feel that I I I will recognize that I I work with uh, at least one really extroverted person who really like craves interaction, and I I I will say that, and I and I'm I I think I'm more ambivert. I you know I can be more extroverted, I can be more introverted, and kind of draw energy from both at different times. I do know that because sometimes people swing it, they kind of were swinging to like oh no meetings. Mm-hmm. I do know I did notice that there was like this drain on certain people who like I just need human connection um but for the others like yeah it did free up time for innovation new ideas for kind of taking care of things that like always kind of you always backburned it like it's on the back burner because I don't have time and so it was really interesting to find that connection and then once we kind of got I think we got in the hang of like oh we can meet oh no 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 we can still have a social time or we are going to meet for let's meet for 15 minutes because you need that. Right. Like you even if it wasn't to make a decision, you know, as a manager, I could check in with them and be like, hey, let's let's chat. And uh, yeah. so I do think it was about finding that balance. But understanding like, oh, we're still even with that, we're still freeing up the time and, and making those more connections, maybe even more meaningful because it was purposeful.
0: Well, and I will be honest. My HR team was one of the groups I was actually most worried about because there had been a lot on them the past two years. And so what we did was we actually had what we considered like a little coffee break every morning for about 15 minutes where we all just checked in with each other for 15 minutes. And then we got rid of all of our other meetings. Obviously, if something came up and we needed to have a meeting, we would. But that was our one set meeting that we kept from even before the experiment was, hey, you know, we all got a lot going on. I want to make sure you're all doing OK. So we just had a 15 minute check in every morning while we were all having our first cup of coffee to make sure each other was OK. And some days there were like, hey, can we meet for a minute afterwards? Because I want to check on you and just make sure you really are doing OK.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I love that. I, I, all the things that we're doing, trying to eliminate stuff, you, you still have the core things, right? You still have to have that connection, still take care of your people, still still work with them. So I, I love that. Well, Amy, as you as you think about this experiment, so this was July of 2022. So it's been a little bit. We've had some time to reflect on it. If you were to go back, if we're if maybe we're going to run it again, who knows? We'll, we can decide that, right? Whether you look back and you could do it again, or maybe it's running uh, for a second time. What are the key things that you would change about what we did to maybe either make it more effective or get maybe more out of it? Because in the study, I know you can go and see the, the productivity numbers that went up. You know, like all the things that we measured look really good. But fundamentally, anything you would do differently?
0: Yeah. So I think there's two things I would do differently. The first is I'm not sure I would have done it in July. Um, July tends to be a heavy vacation month here at TechSmith. It's also a work from elsewhere month where we encourage our employees to either get out of the office or their home office and get different perspectives. And so between those two things, there were a lot of people that were already had a lot of other change going on, or they just missed half the month because they were on vacation, a two week vacation. And so I think a different month, we might've had just some better change in habits even than we saw in the experiment. And the other is I think I would've done it for more than a month. I think just at that month mark, a lot of us were starting to get comfortable and might've been willing to make even more drastic changes than we did. And then the experiment was over. So I think those are my two things.
1: No, I I love that because I, I did feel that like that. others like, oh, gosh, I've got vacations. And these people have vacations. So it was already a weird time. Although I will say the nice thing is that because no one was meeting, I never felt like I was missing out on a, a, an important meeting. And this happens to me because I, I, I happen to travel sometimes for, for different conferences and events and speaking and things like that. So sometimes I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> what am i missing out but that month i'll i'll say it was really great cuz i didn't miss anything like yeah, it was great it it still came through but i i do get the point right like you can you can only change have so much change in churn before it becomes overwhelming so i i can appreciate that so uh, amy you, i want i got one more question about asynchronous stuff then i want to talk just kind of briefly about techsmith generally for a second um but as you think about like organizations we talked about what you change we talked about what what it is um Asynchronous communication, obviously, we've talked a lot about replacing meetings, but from your perspective, are there anything else that organizations should be considering or thinking about from an asynchronous kind of perspective of doing that might benefit them? Like, how can we get the most out of this idea of asynchronous? Uh, Is it just meetings or are there other things that you can do as well?
0: No, I mean, I think one of the biggest things is I, I tend to call it with my team, like quick and dirty trainings. Specifically around technology and HR, we have so much technology and there's lots of times where we end up just having a quick conversation and showing someone how to do something. And you can really use asynchronous communication to where I put a quick video together of how to use our payroll system. And every time I get that same question, I can send that quick video out to help all different employees that are having that same issue instead of having to have that conversation several times.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love that just because it's, yeah, you get the same questions. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm guessing I just even sent an email to you and to someone else at TechSmith about a question. And I'm sure it's going to be one of the ones that pretty soon, there's going to be a document and there's going to be a video. Like, here's how you get it. If you want to take bring people into our building to tour, here's what you have to do, right? Like, you can stop answering that question, which I'm sure you've been asked about 20 times already. So I, I, I can appreciate that. Well, Amy, we talked a lot about the async experiment, but I want to talk about just – Here's a chance to talk about TechSmith. I don't know if a lot of our listeners know a lot about who we are as an organization. But, you know, it's interesting that we would do something like this, that we'd take a month to try stuff. Why do you think TechSmith is willing to do that? Because I think there's a lot of big companies that are beholden to a lot of, like, stockholders and regulations. I mean, we're a small, pretty small company. We're not that small, but we're pretty small. So what does that say about us as a corporate entity, as a culture? What do you think?
0: So... You know, us being a software company, we have to be open to experimentation, but that doesn't always come into other parts of the company around culture and policies. And I'm very fortunate that um, I work at a company where we're never okay with just the status quo. And our staff are always pushing on, like, how can we be better? How can we do things better, including in our policies, our benefits, guidelines that we're offering up to staff? And I think it's really through that iteration and experimentation, even in HR. That really afforded us the ability to try this experiment out. You know, I, when this was brought to me, I didn't go. No, I I think that's a really bad idea. I was like, okay, how do we make this happen? How do we make this effective? What do we? We might need to tweak some things, but how do we really get staff to embrace this?
1: Yeah, I I love that, and I can appreciate that, and I hope what I, our listeners, when they hear this, they think about you know, like we're not only providing you with great software out there, which we hope you like and enjoy, and it works well for you, but we're also we're trying to make that not only that that piece of kind of infrastructure, but also give you ideas of how we can do it. But we're going to go through the pain first. So hopefully someone's listening to saying like, OK, well, I see what they did. And now we can learn from that. We can grow and try some different things, because ideally we want you not only to use our software, but we hope we provide new opportunities for you to use it and make your life, your work life even a little bit better. A 100%. So, Well, Amy, uh, anything else you would say about the asynchronous work experiment or anything else you want to tell us about TechSmith before we jump into our speed round?
0: I mean, just obviously anything worth doing isn't easy. If it's easy, everyone would be doing it. But that being said, you know, you kind of need to think methodically around how you're going to even try out something like this. And we rip the Band-Aid off just because we want it. Like, that's our culture. That's kind of how we do things. But. I could also see doing a very incremental approach to this where maybe you just start with this very specific kind of a meeting that you have and moving that to async and getting staff comfortable with that, with the technology, and then slowly moving forward that way.
1: Yeah, and I should know, uh, and I've, it's come to my mind a couple of times, I just haven't mentioned it, but like we see this happening in other places, right? Shopify announced they're going to go a whole meeting our whole month without meetings, which is crazy. No, like they're really saying no meetings. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, we see that this is, this is uh, just a tipping point for for all this really great asynchronous work. Yeah. All right, Amy, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to, we're going to go in our speed round, which are quick, fast answers to quick questions. We're going to play a little stinger here and we're going to roll the dice. All right, Amy, we've talked about what speed round questions are. So here's our dice cam. I, I did pull a 12-sided die that's green and white because I know you're a loyal <laughs> Spartan. Green. Uh-huh. Go green. Go <laughs> green. Michigan State University is right here uh, where TechSmith is located. So let's go ahead and roll the first die. It is an 11. So, okay. So this one might, this might be a little hard to answer because, you know, got to think for a second. What's a resource you think everyone should know about? And this doesn't have to be a ba- based on our conversation, doesn't have to be an async work, just a resource you think, man, that is super valuable, something you think our audience would get value out of.
0: Well, I guess I'm more thinking for something that I think is super valuable that we offer to our staff, that lots of companies offer to their staff, and that's our employee assistance program. Um, lots of companies offer them, especially in this world where we're really worried about the well-being of our staff and the mental health. EAP is a great resource, especially when somebody is really in a stressful situation and needs some quick help. So this would just be me as an HR professional putting a plug in there for everyone to check out and see if their employer is offering them an employee assistance plan.
1: Well, I I will love that, and I'll just say I have uh, taken advantage of it even just recently. My wife and I were traveling and we're like leaving the kid with the grandparent, kids with grandparents, and we're like. Uh-oh, we better have some documents so that they, in okay, case something happens, thankfully nothing did, but if something happens, they're they're taken care of. So uh, I, I appreciate that. That's a that's a great plug for it. So let's go ahead and roll and die for the next question. It is a 12. <laughs> so we're just going right up the ladder here. So Amy, uh, what's your go-to tool that helps you get your job done on a regular basis? Now this could be software. It could be something that's like physical equipment. Something that you're like, man, I I could not do my job as well without this.
0: Oh, this one's easy, Matt. <laughs> for me, it's Snagit. <laughs> I've worked at Tucksmith a really long time, and I don't know what I would do without Snagit. Um, you know, and it's not even just conveying information, but I do a lot of research out there, and Snagit is great for just capturing the information that I want so that I can refer back to it. I also use it from, like, my receipts for my expense reports here at work. Like, I just I don't know what i do without Snagit.
1: Yeah, I I love that. So, just out of curiosity, Amy, and, and you don't have to look, but I'm curious about how many Snagit captures do you think you have in your Snagit library? Is it <laughs> is it more than a thousand? Oh, one
0: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Uh, do, you, do you have you kept like every snag you've ever had for like thirty years, twenty years, or whatever it is?
0: At least at least since my last like I totally. I'm really <laughs> rough on my laptops, and I did absolutely lose everything on one but then, yes, I've kept them
1: all. Well, I love it because Snagit is, I mean, I'm wearing the shirt, but, you know, it is one of the things I use. I use it every day multiple times. It just is, and I get frustrated because sometimes I do work on a little iPad for, you know, out, you know, just home stuff, and it's like, I need Snagit. So, I yes. love it. Okay, let's let's do one more die roll here and see where we're at. It is, wow, there's only 12 <laughs> options, Amy, and this is a 1, so we've got an 11-12-1, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. So, changing kind of focus a little bit here, you are an HR professional, and I would say a lot of people would not think of HR as necessarily a creative field. Uh, but I imagine, you know, you're working with a lot of different things, a lot of different people, and inspiration plays as much of a role in your role as it does any other role. So, where's someplace you turn for inspiration in your work? In your life?
0: I mean, so from a work perspective, I do a lot of research and I just, even our staff just observe and listen a lot. I get a lot of inspiration just from hearing what people are talking about, what they're thinking about, things that are even unrelated to HR. But I get ideas of things we could do, make better in my life. It's definitely my family that I look to for inspiration and make me just want to do things better and be better.
1: I love that. So from a work perspective, I love that you're listening to people and getting inspiration. Is there, is there one, like, are you a Harvard business review type person? Like, is there one like place you go, like, I love getting my news from or information from? Cause I, I always love hearing what that is because sometimes I find really good gems. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, probably for me, two of the places I look to the most are, I'm a part of the Forbes human resource council. So I look to see what others in that group are saying. And then SHRM the society for human resource management is the other place i look a lot too.
1: Yeah, i love that. Getting uh, talking to your peers, talking to others that are expert in their industry always a great way to go. Well, Amy Cassiotti, thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh if someone wanted to connect with you, they want to learn more about what you're doing, just you know, i know you're uh, you're out there on the which was it? The Forbes council, is that right? Nice. Correct. Forbes HR oh, Council. Yeah. Forbes HR Council. So they can find your information there. I know sometimes you have articles and things that get posted. Where Where else might they go to connect and, and find your materials?
0: I'm also out on LinkedIn and we can share that in um, the summary to this video as well.
1: Perfect. Perfect. So, Amy, before we wrap up, we'd like to end the show with our guests the same way. Your chance to kind of summarize what we've talked about. So, Amy, what is your final take?
0: I think my final take is always think people first, technology second, but there's so much that technology can do to help us all have more flexibility in our lives in this new world of hybrid work. We're all looking for more flexibility in when and where we do work and asynchronous communication really aids in that so that we ensure the information is still flowing to where it needs to in our organizations.
1: Perfect. Love it. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thanks for having me, Matt.
1: Great to see you. Yeah, great to see you too. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. I hope you were inspired by, got some ideas out of this about how you can maybe improve your work, how you can use visuals in that work to maybe make some asynchronous communication, make it flow a little bit easier. There's lots of ways. You could just send an email, but why not send a video or use images to enhance the understanding of those who you're communicating with? So try that. Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. You can always email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. You can always follow, like, subscribe, leave comments on YouTube. You know, we'd love to have you follow us on any of the podcasting platforms, things like that. It helps us know that you're listening. So like we end every single show, we hope you take a little bit of time to level up every single day. Thanks, everybody.